0: Swarm of Scales, Chapter One, by Darlene Griffin. Rowena splayed her hands wide until the thin webbing between her fingers pulled taut, better to catch the vibrations of oars disrupting the surface of the water nearly a league away. The rowers were swift and a bit frantic as they stroked, perhaps fearful of crossing this stretch of the ocean. Rowena grinned perfect prey. Her body arched, the fluid movement rippling from head to fins, and she used the momentum to cut through the water. She skimmed the sand and startled a host of crabs picking through the tattered remains of some creature. The crabs snapped their pincers, but she dodged them easily. Rowena was not like the bottom feeders. She created the carcasses for them to feast on. She twirled through a school of silver fish that glinted in the sunlight like coins trailing from a wreck. Up and up, Rowena spiraled, dizzy with the rush of speed and anticipation of meeting the ship. It had been a full moon cycle and many leagues since she had last confronted a vessel. The tapered bottom of bleached wood came into view, but Rowena left a few fathoms between herself and the ship before she surfaced. The air was a shock for the second it took the gills on her neck and ribs to fade into her flesh. She inhaled deeply, smelling the salt instead of tasting it, breathing like humans did. She could hear the sailors' puffs of breath, shouts to keep in rhythm, calls to row faster, all a cacophony louder than the bash of waves against the boards layered like chitinous scales. Sails fluttered weakly in the wind, but they weren't dyed a vibrant color like Rowena had expected. Instead, the sails were the blank white of an untried ship. She had confronted one unmarked ship before, and she had been left floating with blood staining her face and choking the water around her. Her desire for this to be that ship sharpened into heart-pounding dread. When she saw the figurehead, she exhaled, Relieved and disappointed. Though it lacked the red sails, the ship belonged to Volesteril. Rowena had little respect for the Volesterilian men who tripped over themselves to gawk at her and who compared her to the figurehead that barely resembled her kind. The carved siren's hair cascaded sensitively over buxom breasts. Her waist was impossibly narrow before it sloped out into wide hips. Scales that were too round began abruptly and covered her tail down to its flimsy fins. Her delicate fingers were extended, free of sensitive webbing, and her palm was up, entreating. The siren's tiny mouth was open in song, and her blank eyes crinkled at the corners like she was grinning coyly. Rowena herself had never made such a face. She did not understand why the sailors believed having a figurehead would protect them from or endear them to true sirens. The rhythmic stroking of oars stuttered, then stopped altogether. The ship slowed, slowed, drifted. Had they spotted Rowena already? With her blue tail and brown skin, she usually blended into the ocean until she wanted to be seen and sailors were typically an unobservant lot. They were quiet, definitely not reacting to her. Rowena swam deep, and then, choosing a spot between two oarsmen close to the bow, she silently rose from the water and draped her arms over the side. The sailors didn't notice her. Their attention was locked on two men standing one with curly dark hair and raised hands, the other with no hair and his fist cocked back. Now only one standing, the first sprawled flat. The smack of flesh on flesh was strange in Rowena's ears, but the other rowers didn't even wince. The victor spat on the downed man and roared to those staring, keep hauling, you blasted ballast, or the captain will toss your fingers to the sharks. Rowena knew the term for the dead-eyed, stocky man, quartermaster. He wiped sweat from the plains of his bare face and head. No cool wind relieved the glare of the bright sun, though thick clouds gathered on the horizon. And the reprieve gave the man on the ground a chance to catch his breath. Don't listen to him, inn. The captain will take your tongues first. That way you can still row and he won't have to hear you complain. Rowena couldn't see the sprawled man's face, but from the thickness of his words, she wouldn't be surprised if his nose was broken, or at least filled with blood. Don't give me any ideas, thief. Thief? Not a very good one to have been caught on open water with nowhere to go. The quartermaster wrenched the thief's arm behind his back, and the smaller man tried to buck but stopped with a hiss. We could all do with less of your prattle the quartermaster said. Could you twist the other arm? <coughs> I'm quite fond of my left being left-handed and... <sighs> a kick to the gut ended the thief's rambling. Though baffled and intrigued by what she had swum into, Rowena needed to capture control of the situation. Gently. She cleared her throat. Only the sailor closest to her heard, and he fell off the bench in his rush to get away. The rest of the crew turned at the noise, some swearing in surprise. Stay at your posts, the quartermaster barked. Rowena said, I'm not here to hurt you, though she would if she had to. Mostly, the men just wanted to profess their love and touch her hand, but instead of the shades of red hair and tan skin she had expected, Rowena saw also blonde-haired Mare Nadish, "'gold-paint-speckled Aetherians, "'pallid-skinned and ebony-skinned Shuduris, "'and nimbly-built Imbrodans, quite a motley crew. "'She guessed that they were all thieves or pirates, "'even though they didn't fly black sails, "'to travel with no allegiance and no regard "'for minding the distinction between islands. "'It made them unpredictable. "'None more unpredictable than the thief "'who wheezed his way to his knees.' Blood dripped from his chin, yet he still managed to stare at Rowena with an intensity she wasn't used to. With hope, she barely stopped herself from frowning. Did he think a siren was a good omen, as the humans of old had? Surely she misunderstood his human expression. Give us a kiss, then. A chaste one, mind you, just here a man with a beard like jellyfish tentacles offered his hairy cheek. His trembling neighbor shoved him back. Don't get too close. She could be the, the Durin. Each island had its own term for sirens, but Rowena hadn't heard this one before. It made her uneasy that the humans had singled out a specific siren. She decided that Durin could refer to one of the other women. Rowena wasn't the only one who stalked the waters. "'Is that a tooth in her hair?' a young sailor whispered. His too-large hat flopped in his face. He shoved it away so he wouldn't lose sight of her. "'Ah, yes, Rowena did make it hard for them to forget her. They could attribute the eerie gold of her eyes and the dark seaweed color of her tangled hair to unusual beauty, but the tooth capped with silver always gave them pause.' Rowena flicked her eyes to the youngster and winked. His hat fell back over his face. Another man with an unfortunately flat face, similar to a Flanders, insisted, It doesn't matter who she is. She's still a monster and should be gutted like one. He grabbed his oar like it was a weapon. Rowena let herself shrink back while the men argued. She reined in her irritation as the scar on her back. And neck pulsed at the mention of the word monster. These frail, unimaginative humans didn't know the full repercussions of the word if they thought she was a monster. You do realize we are in the ocean in her home, the thief pointed out, raising a pale eyebrow at odds with his brown hair and eyes. Rowena wished the young man wouldn't help. His words only stirred up the crew. It was escalating too quickly. "'How about a song to ease our troubles "'and give us the strength to make it back to shore?' "'The thief continued. "'They quieted at this, "'including the ones who had called for a Woanna's blood. "'To hear a siren's song was something few could boast. "'The men knew the danger of it, "'but they were weak enough to yearn for it all the same. "'She cocked her head at the thief.' What is your name? Casimir de, de Stormo, he replied with a bow from his kneeling position. He wore a gold hoop in one of his ears and used the Imbroden's term for siren. Of all the islanders, the Imbrodens were the most bold, which explained his verbal sparring and curiosity, but not the stutter. Was he rightly scared now? The quartermaster hauled Casimir up and drew a knife. Thief is all he deserves to be called. I would turn away if I were you, Thrumar. He's about to lose his hand. Casimir paled and held Rowena's gaze defiantly. She owed Casimir nothing, but he had given her an opportunity to capture the crew's attention and discover what she was searching for. She found herself saying, I have seen my share of violence, Quartermaster. But you and your crew should honor Casimir's request for a song before his screams ring in your skulls. They considered it. No one protested. A siren's voice was not meant for human ears. It was forbidden, but no other sirens were here to stop her or bring word back to the queen. Rowena chose a song she enjoyed, one she had learned from a cook on one of her first shipwrecks. The lyrics he taught her had pleased her so much that she had let him live. She opened her mouth and sang, Waves can batter and breach my heart. Ships can crack and shatter my bones. Wind can steal and break my breath. Scales can slither and surround my soul. But a siren's song will make me whole. The sailors quieted, and to them it didn't matter that the notes were rough and strained. The power of her voice captivated them even after Rowena breathed out the last word. Their stupor wouldn't last long, but it was satisfying to watch the quartermaster's body sway with the continuation of the beat, and exceedingly satisfying to see Flounderface drop his oar. The thief, however, had already regained his bearings and was scrambling toward the figurehead. Rowena blew a strained breath out of her nostrils. If he distracted the men, she would have to reel them back to her, and her voice was raw from the exertion of forcing it after long disuse. Still, she felt exhilaration at singing again, a rush of heat and shiver flesh at doing what she was best at. Now, gentlemen, I require your attention. Rowena snapped hoarsely, but with enough force to make the escaping Casimir freeze. I am looking for a man. Watch out, Casimir yelled. Rowena didn't question it. Blue scales rippled up from her tail and over her body, replacing her skin and raising extra eyelids. The world grew muffled, yet she still heard and felt metallic clang of a harpoon tip crunching against her shoulder it didn't penetrate her flesh but would bruise the fresh scales the blow knocked her sideways spinning her to face the one who had thrown the spear a plain forgettable man stood on the stairs to below but she knew he was the ship's missing captain good she preferred interrogating the captains instead of the men carrying out orders Rowena barred her teeth at him and hissed, nice try. The captain squinted at her and then staggered back, almost like he recognized her. He reached for a second harpoon, but the man with the jellyfish beard kicked it out of his scrabbling hands. The captain shouted, are you addled? She'll drown us all. Not all, Rowena corrected mentally, just the ones who attacked her. She was quite fair about only retaliating, but as the men curled their lips at her armored form and as they took up the captain's cry to kill her, she realized she would have to collapse their ship as she had done so many others. It gave her a fevered sort of satisfaction, almost as much as singing had. Rowena rolled her shoulders to loosen the tight scales. She pushed from the ship, preparing to smash through the hull. But the wood bucked, even though the waves were still. Not now, not yet, she growled as she flipped under the surface. A riot of shrieks and colors to deafen and blind slammed into the ship. Sirens crawled up the sides and ripped sailors from their sure ground. Bodies rained down, and the leader of this swarm of scavengers, Wenda, nearly rammed one, the flounder faced sailor clutching his oar like it might save him, into Rowena. You forgot to invite us, Rowena, Wenda said, stretching the scar across the left side of her face as she smirked. Except for the white scar and the missing eye, Wenda looked like a splash of human blood, her crimson scales blending into just as vibrant hair. If anyone was memorable, it was Wenda. Could she be the Duren? Rowena responded with their mental communication, snarling, I claimed this ship. The claim was useless. Rowena and Wenda couldn't stop to battle each other in the middle of a sinking. Wenda let Flounder go only to snatch his ankle when he'd nearly reached the surface. She held him while he flailed. Right. You barely got your scales up in time to defend against that ghastly scrap of a weapon, and I bet it cost you. What you should be saying is thank you. Besides, we might as well make the ship useful. Rowena never cared about rifling through ships for treasures the humans transported, and she certainly had no use for the leftover wreck. All she needed were the humans, long enough to ask a question. Fine, but the captain is mine. Leave some of the others alive, too. Rowena didn't specify Casimir because she wasn't certain she would interrogate him, "'He unnerved her, and he had broken from her control the fastest. "'He might already be dead and her problem solved.' "'Unless they are determined to cling to my wreck,' Wenda said gleefully. "'Rowena brought her arms up and propelled herself through the splintering hall, "'blasting into a small room with overturned nautical instruments, "'a must bed, and an open chest with mounds of gleaming coins. "'She ran her hands over the coins,' turning them the color of the ocean from the reflection of her scales. A grunt and shuffle of legs under the bed halted her preoccupation with the treasure. When Casimir shimmied back, Rowena felt a strange flutter, surely not of pleasure that he was still alive. Casimir spluttered, but he emerged triumphant with a luminous gray piece of jewelry in his hand. It was too bulky for a woman's throat and too wide for a wrist. "'Maybe the circle was a crown "'and Casimir had been sent to steal it "'or claim it for himself. "'Iridescent nacre flashed on the inside of the circlet. "'It stirred a memory, but she could not place it. "'Casimir jumped when he saw Rowena. "'He sloshed against the bed and juggled the circlet, "'nearly dropping it. "'She said, "'You're a sorry thief, aren't you?' "'He unwrapped a piece of cloth from his wrist,' "'and lashed the circlet to his arm. "'There is quite an entertaining story behind all this. "'I'd tell you if I wasn't certain you were going to eat me.' "'Her lips quirked into a smile. "'A siren burst out of the floor and grabbed Casimir's ankle. "'He yelped. "'Leave him!' Rowena bellowed, "'both out loud and in the siren's head. "'The other siren knew Rowena immediately. "'She jerked her hand back, but still dared to fix her attention on Casimir. Don't you want to sail the deep with me? She crooned, and then she sang a luring song, a whimsical slide of notes that would have sailors leaping off their ships to follow. So Rowena wasn't the only one who used her voice against humans. Casimir shouldn't have been strong enough to resist, but he ground out, I've never been fond of lavender. The siren blinked, then followed Casimir's gaze to her scales. Rowena understood more quickly. Lavender, a specific shade of purple, she assumed. She learned something new from humans at every encounter. The ship careened, and Rowena rolled completely into the room as the captain rolled down the stairs. He got to his legs in one swift motion. Lowly, Rowena said, this one is mine as well.